the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of me. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. This gospel message will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian clothed with the armor of a gospel defender. Ladies and gentlemen, there are those who have obeyed the gospel plan of salvation revealed in God's holy writ. They have been immersed into the death of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins and have received the gift of the Holy Spirit, and yet they are not sure they really are saved. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, it is written, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Apostle John stated, he wrote in his first epistle things that make it unquestionably clear whether or not a person is indeed saved or is indeed lost. John said he wrote these things so no one would have to guess or wonder if he is really saved. No one must leave it up to a preacher. He said there are three witnesses to being saved. We now turn to those three witnesses. The first witness Apostle John gives is found in 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. He says, Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Ladies and gentlemen, Apostle John said, A man is a liar who says he is saved, but does not keep the commandments of God. 
the Holy Spirit of God inspired the apostle to make that statement. John said, you know him if you keep his commandments. You may say you know him, but you don't if you have not kept his commandments. Obedience to the commandments of Jesus Christ is a natural result of wanting salvation. The beginning point in our obedience is to keep the commandments that save us, that result in our becoming a Christian. Let me state it this way. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, the Philippian jailer was told to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. So, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? It is commanded that you must believe He is the only begotten, virgin-born Son of God. Do you believe that? If you do not believe that, you have not obeyed the Word of God, and therefore do not know Him and are not saved. If you do believe this, you are on your way to being saved. But there are other commandments to keep, to receive salvation. In Acts 17, verse 30, the Bible says, God commands all men everywhere to repent. So have you repented of your sins? If you have not repented, you have not obeyed one of God's requirements to receive salvation. And you do not know Him and are not saved from your sins. You may say you are saved, but as John said, those who say they are saved but have not kept the commandments of God is a liar. And then we get to the matter of confession of our faith. Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Those words were written not to alien sinners, but to Christians. This confession and belief is not a one-time only event. It is every day. Are you confessing your faith in Jesus Christ? If you are, you are keeping the commandment necessary for salvation. If you are not, you are not saved even though you may say you are. And then the Bible says in Acts 2, verse 38, Let every one of you repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you have done what Jesus said in Mark 16, 16 to do, to be saved, it is a witness of your salvation. But if you have not, it is as the Apostle John said, He who says, I know him, 
and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. The second witness to salvation in 1 John is that written in chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. John said, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. The second witness that Apostle John gives to determine whether or not one is truly saved from sin is the witness of one's love for the brethren. John says when we love the brethren, it is a witness that we have passed from death to life. Loving the brethren is a natural result of salvation. If you do not love the brethren, it is a witness that you are not saved. Again, John wrote in 1 John 5, verse 1, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. When you love God the Father, you naturally love the members of the family of God the Father. If you profess to be a New Testament child of God, if you profess to be a Christian, you cannot love God and hate God's children at the same time. But how do you know that you really love the family of God? The Bible answers this question for us in 1 John 5, verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep His commandments. One of the commandments that God gives His children concerning all of this is found in 1 John 4, verse 21. And this commandment we have from Him, that He who loves God must love His brother also. We are commanded to love our brethren in Jesus Christ. Someone has said you can pick your friends, but you don't have a thing to say about who your relatives will be. And that is the way it is in God's family. You don't have a thing to say about who your brothers and sisters are. Jesus said it this way in John 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment. I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this will all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Why are we commanded to love our brothers and sisters in Christ? Let me answer this question using the Bible. It is written in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Jesus Christ commands that we love one another as brothers and sisters in Christ to show that we truly love God. 
John said, if we say we love God but hate our brother, we are a liar. The Holy Spirit of God, who inspired the Apostle John to write what he wrote, led him to write 1 John 4, verse 20. You who say you love God but hate your spiritual brethren are a liar, says the Holy Spirit. Brethren who love their brethren refrain from constant arguments and bickering. There's room for disagreement, but there's no room in the family of God for constant arguments and constant bickering. Those who love their brothers and sisters in their biological family, those who love their mother and father, those who love their sons and daughters, are the first to stand up to defend them when someone comes along and trashes them. And that is the way it is in the spiritual family of God. You may disagree with someone in the family of God, but let some person outside the family of God come along and trash that person or the church that Jesus built. And you will be the first person to stand up to defend that individual in the church if you have the love of God in your heart. You will not hate one another. You will not gossip about one another. There will be a mutual respect and concern for one another. If someone is happy in the family of God, you'll be happy. If someone is sad in the family of God, you will be sad. If someone is enjoying good health, you will enjoy it with him. If someone is prospering in the Lord, you will not be envious or jealous. You will rejoice with them. You will do what the Bible says in Romans 12, verses 9 through 15. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Even though John states that we can know whether or not we are saved by our love for the brethren, this witness alone is not sufficient because there are even people in the world who love everyone and yet they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And now let us go to the third witness written in John's first epistle. John, under inspiration of God, said in 1 John 4, verses 12 and 13, No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the reception of the Holy Spirit of God into our bodies and lives is a supernatural result of our salvation received when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. We cannot be saved and be without the Holy Spirit dwelling in our life. Romans 8 verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. The Bible clearly teaches that the Holy Spirit of God dwells in his people. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, and 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, state that the Holy Spirit indwells the children of God. If you do not have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in your life, you are not a Christian. The, Christ, the question is, how do I determine whether or not I have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in me? There are several people who believe that Jesus Christ lives in them, and there are several people who believe the Holy Spirit dwells in them. Both groups believe this because the way they feel. But feelings do not have anything to do with any of this unless your feelings are based upon the facts of the Word of God. You cannot base your salvation or the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit in your life by how you feel about it. You may feel fine right now, even as your body is in the process of being eaten up with cancer. You may have felt fine last night when you were drunk, but the fact of the matter is you weren't fine. You couldn't walk the chalk line even though you thought you could, and the state patrol told you that you weren't. And so you might feel like Jesus lives in you. You might feel like the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Have you really received the Holy Spirit? Or do you just think you have? The Bible tells us in Acts 5 verse 32 that the Holy Spirit is given to us in the only one way there is to receive him. Only to those who obey Him is the Spirit given. Whether or not you have the Holy Spirit is a matter of whether or not you have obeyed what God says you must do to receive Him. The question is, what must you do to receive the indwelling Holy Spirit? There are preachers who will tell us that we need to get down on our knees and pray to God that He would immerse us with the Holy Spirit. But, ladies and gentlemen, there is one great big giant problem with all of that. 
You cannot find that doctrine anywhere in the Word of God. You will find nowhere in your Bible where any preacher, be he a prophet or an apostle of Jesus Christ, whoever told anyone to pray to receive the Holy Spirit, that ruffles the feathers of a lot of people. But facts are facts. And so what does the Bible say about the reception of the Holy Spirit in our life? Listen to me read once again Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and see if you can hear the answer to this question. Here it is. Let every one of you repent be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you have never repented of your sins and been immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you do not have the Holy Spirit. You simply do not have the Holy Spirit, even if your favorite preacher has told you that you have. Saying that you have the Holy Spirit doesn't make it so. What makes it so is whether or not you have done what the Bible says you must do to receive that Holy Spirit. So we have now identified the three witnesses revealed in John's first epistle that testify whether or not a person is actually saved. The witness of obeying the commandment of God for salvation is the first one. The witness of having love for the brethren is the second one. And the witness of having the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is the third one. Ladies and gentlemen, only you know whether or not you have done, or if you are doing these three things. If you have met these three conditions, according to the inspired apostle John, you are saved, and you are a member of the church that Jesus built. If you have not met these conditions, you are not saved, and in that case, you need to obey the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ today, and know that according to an inspired apostle of Jesus Christ, you are saved. And once you are saved, the Word of God says in Acts 2 verse 47, the Lord will add you to the church as he did for all those who have preceded you, preceded you in their obedience to the gospel terms 
of salvation. We exhort you to obey the gospel in this very hour. Amen. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built and preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575, Jellicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Jellicothe, Ohio, Zip 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospel-defender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef at roadrunner.com. At your request, a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to contact us today. Now, until you and I meet again at this same time and at this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 